0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني قولي ربي التي في من Alhamdulillah, الحمد we thank Allah الله سبحانه وتعالى For every benefit that we are receiving in our life. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase the benefits that we receive from him. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our health. We live in a day and age whereby everybody is consumed about disease. And every wealth that can be spent to try to eradicate illnesses and diseases is being spent. And diseases can never be stopped, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given these illnesses as a test for the human being. And it could be recognized from the statement that the Prophet sallam reported from his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala in al-Hadith al-Qudusi or the Holy Word of Allah reported by Jibreel Sallam to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Allah will question the individual in the Day of Judgment by asking him, I was sick and you have not visited me. And the servant will say, Oh Allah, but you are the Lord and how can you be sick? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, If you visited such and such who was sick, you would have found me with him. Now, this is to indicate that the test is in the disease itself for the individual so that the person could turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek from him the help. And the human being in fact, become very weak when he's sick, become very humble when he's sick. And when the sickness cannot be recognized, when the sickness cannot be cured by a, a medicine that is found, it becomes very, very hard. People suffer. And every day we discover new illnesses. Those who work in the medical field will know better about this. But, illnesses are not only for the physical body. Illnesses are also for the nafs and the nafs cannot be measured or quantified by mass or by value or by space illnesses are not also just for the nafs illnesses can be for the spirit within now we have the nafs we have the spirit and we have the physical body where only concentrating in finding the healing or the medicine for the physical body. It is recommended, Rasulullah says, مَا اللَّهُ دَاءً إِلَّا لَهُ دَوَاءً Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created an illness, only already he has created before the illness a medicine for it. But we need to investigate and research to find that medicine. Now, the strange thing is, Subhanallah, if you look at the physical illnesses and through the surveys and the research that is done, the physical illnesses usually comes to the weakest, to the poorest, to those who are living in the most deprived areas. And because of their poverty, they cannot research or find out medicine so that they can heal themselves. Even living in this so called modern world we live in or Ferris world okay especially in the western world with all the medicine they manufacture and they make the poor people when the medicine is expensive they cannot buy it. heart diseases for example or people who have got other illnesses that medicine is so expensive the poor people suffer to buy that medicine for operation it is even more difficult however subhanallah with all the things that we have, and the comfort we live in, and the wealth that we have, we have one illness, very rarely you find it in the poor world, or the third world, or the people who are suffering. And that illness is depression. Now depression is not a physical illness, and depression is not an illness that can be quantified, or measured, or carried out. Even in this world we live in, when they look at it, they don't really understand it very well. They do everything to try to heal it, to get the people out of it. But depression comes to everyone, okay, who's far away from realizing who he is, where he comes from, and what is his role and duty and responsibility in this world. Rasulullahll Al talked about it a lot. So tonight, inshallah. We want to talk about this because it is an illness, subhanAllah, nobody is thinking about. Nobody is trying to deal with. If you ask the medical doctors, they will tell you a lot of money is invested in researching heart diseases. A lot of money is being invested to try to find ways to remove the aging. Billions of pounds spent by women buying cream to make themselves look younger. A lot of research is done for those things. But ultimately we're going to get old and ultimately we're going to be dead. We're going to die. But whether we are young or old, whether we have or have not, when this disease that we cannot measure or see of depression comes to us, there is no way we can get out of it. Now what we need to think about, what this disease is. If you ask, what is depression? In Arabic, we call it ham. Ham meaning to be carrying a responsibility that is bigger than yourself, and this burden becomes so much that you don't know how to handle it or how to get out of it. Like somebody who's falling and cannot find a way to grasp or hold something to save himself, he's just falling. So depression is like that. The person is just falling In a ditch, in a hole, bottomless ditch. He doesn't know when he's going to reach the bottom. Who can hold him and bring him up or save him from that? This disease, if you ask yourself, why does it come to people? The answer is, if the person begins to waste his time in things that deprive him of the remembrance of Allah, then depressions take place. If the person, suddenly there is a barrier between him and the Creator Almighty, there is a depression coming. Allah said in the Quran, من الشيطان الرجيم عَن الرحمن, له شيطان, فهو له Whosoever neglect the remembrance of the one who sustains him, who is keeping him alive, Allah will create for him a comrade, a friend, a companion, who will be always accompanying him who will become a barrier between him and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will make him neglect allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is said by one of the righteous holy men whosoever got to know who allah is his depression will be removed if you know who allah is your depression will be removed because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once you know him everything is known to you but once you neglect him he will neglect you اذكروني, أذكركم. أذكروني أذكركم. remember me then I will remember you if you remember Allah, Allah but if you neglect Allah Allah will neglect you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and do not be among those who are neglectful if you neglect him he will neglect you If you remember him, he will remember you Subhanahu wa ta'ala And then, also, the person Who removes himself From the awareness Of Allah To that which he is not aware of If you remove yourself from a position Of knowing who Allah is And understanding Your position with him And you know that you are a slave, a servant of God And suddenly, you move away from this You will be entering into that zone of being a person who is depressed. Now in the Quran, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam when he began to do his dawah, one of the earliest to believe in him and to follow his example, his cousin Lut salam. Now Lut alayhi salam living in the city or the town with Ibrahim alayhi salam realized that in order for him to cut himself from the living of the city and the Dawda, or the sound, okay, and the noise. He wanted to go away. Allah said in the Quran about that. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. وآمن الله اللوت. وآمن الله اللوت. اللوت believed in Allah through him, Ibrahim عليه السلام. وقال إني مهاجر إلى ربي. And then he said to Ibrahim عليه السلام, I am going to migrate to my Lord. How could you make hijra to Allah? Inni Muhajirun إلى ربي. I am going to migrate to my Lord. That means... Here, I'm not able to function properly so that I can be always in the remembrance of Allah. Here, there is a lot to occupy my mind and my heart. Here, everybody is busy with that which is other than Allah. I want to go to Allah. So he traveled far away and secluded himself. And if you look at the early generation, even in Islam, such as Ibrahim ibn Atham, the al-Sawri, Rabi al Adawiya, the Nun al-Nasri, all those luminous names, who lived in the valleys of Mecca, they used to wander in the desert, on the mountains, on the caves. You never hear of the awliya who have achieved the height sitting in the cities while they're eating the beautiful meals, sleeping in the comfortable beds, enjoying themselves with the comfort of the city, suddenly having that height. Very rarely. Unless they're commanded to be there, most of them, they would love to go. And even now, most of those who are closest to Allah They live in the most difficult positions, in the most harshest conditions, further away from mankind. And they are absolutely huge in their maqam or in their position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here, Lot is telling us, in order for him to achieve that closeness to Allah, he is going to migrate to him. He is going to be close to him. إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْعَزِيزُ Hakim, For it is he, Allah, the most noble, the most exalted, the most wise, subhanahu wa ta'ala now if a person want to realize يعني, why depression happen to people why suddenly find somebody who tells you oh i have a depression or i went to the doctor the doctor told me i'm depressed why are they depressed they say if the person spends spend his time or his age in that which is other than being obedient to allah obviously you will be depressed. I'm going to give you an example. We live in a time whereby one of the most important things for leisure, okay, is to have fun through listening to music. Now, music in general is not really forbidden or haram. But, it becomes haram and forbidden if it will make you distance yourself from Allah and being obedient to Him in worshipping Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, if the time of the salah comes, And you are listening to music and you are delaying yourself if you are going to a concert and you are in a place whereby everybody in the concert is disobedient to allah they're all getting drunk for example drinking alcohol and doing all that which is forbidden so what kind of thing you are supposed to keep away from it do not come close to alcohol you have to be careful whatever brings you to the masiya, to the disobedience of allah that means it is distancing you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you busy yourself in one time or most of your time, in that which will remove you from the obedience of Allah, that will straight away bring you depression. Okay? Whosoever busy himself with that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislike or he has forbidden, and make it enjoyable to yourself, that is not good. Whosoever tend to any... Beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that is also something you need to be very, very worried about. Because those who busy themselves with other than Allah, they have neglected his remember subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whosoever turns okay, to that which is not of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or from him subhanahu wa ta'ala, also will be in that position. Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, مثل الذي يذكر ربه the example of the one who remembers Allah and the one who does not remember Allah is like the living and the dead. So here you could realize a person who is depressed ultimately he is dead. جزاكم He is dead. He is physically alive. He can eat and he can drink. Okay? And he can function. But because he is so neglectful of who he is because he neglected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this reason his spiritual heart is dead the majority of the people of the world at any time are dead spiritually but they are alive physically Allah said "If to Muhammad if you look at the people of the world or the inhabitants of this earth at any time you find the majority of them are ungrateful meaning they are dead Angrism. None of them are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and for this reason they are far away from Him. <coughs> Look at these things, seven things. If any one of them in your life or comes to your life, it could lead you to depression. These are the symptoms of depression. Number one, accompanying those who are dead. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ Be with those who are truthful. Accompany those who are always remembering Allah. Accompany those who are punctual in worshipping Allah through salah. There are those who will say to you, we don't have to pray now, we can pray it later. But there are those who will say, we need to pray, we have to pray. These are the ones you need to accompany, not the ones who will say to you, we pray later. As I remember the story of the old man who was traveling, okay, and Iblis saw him and wanted to deprive him of the remembrance of Allah. So he changed himself in the form of an elderly man. and came to him and said to him, Can I travel with you, brother? He said, No, no, no. I chose to travel in the desert to be alone by myself. Iblis begged him, Please, the company of two people is much better than one. Let's travel together. At the end, reluctantly, the man allowed him and when they were traveling, the time of the first prayer came, Iblis said to the man, shall we pray? The man said to him, not now. Iblis, subhanallah, he believes in Allah. He worshiped Allah more than any other creature. His only mistake is his arrogance when he refused to prostrate to Adam. Why? Because he said he's better than him. So anytime you see yourself better than somebody else, you are Iblis. And that's a sin, one of the biggest sin. As Allah said in the Hadith Al-Qusi, Al-Kibriya'u ridai, arrogance is my garment. If you try to wear it, I will chop you off. I will destroy you. So Iblis was just thrown. One mistake. Why didn't you make prostration? Ana khayrun minhu. I am better than him. Allah said to him, get out. And therefore we need to be very careful. Anything you could do, but arrogance, keep away from because arrogance will lead you to the lowest of the low. And that is not acceptable. Then the, the next time comes, the man stopped, they wanted to eat something. The, the next prayer came. Iblis said to the man, shall we pray? He said, no, no, not now. We need to rest. After they ate, the man slept. When the third time of the prayer comes, Iblis said to the man, let's pray. The man said to him, no, no, we have a long journey. We'll pray later on. Iblis said to him, do you realize one thing? You are worse than me. Do you know who I am? He said, I don't know who you are. He said, I am a bliss. I worship Allah. I made one mistake. He threw me out. You have made three mistakes. You didn't pray your first prayer. You didn't pray your second prayer. I'm worried if I accompany you further, Allah will destroy you. will destroy me with you as well. So I don't want to accompany you. And he left him and went. Because you can't accompany somebody who suddenly leaves Allah by not doing their salah by not remembering Allah by not wanting to be in the right position so the fairest symptom of being depressed is looking at whom do you accompany whom do you travel with whom do you sit with whom do you eat with the righteous people if somebody does not pray they will never eat from the same plate one scholar says if you only see what comes out of their fingers if a Muslim who does not pray eating in a plate don't eat with him. Take a little bit of food, eat separately. Don't eat from the same place. Because this is a disobedient person to Allah. He knows he's supposed to pray. He signed the contract, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And then he doesn't pray. Al-farq as The difference between us and those who do not believe is salah. Muslims must pray. Number two, okay? A person who will depend upon the servant, not upon the creator, Almighty God. A lot of people don't turn to Allah, they turn to a human being for their help, for their support. First, before we ask a human, we must ask Allah. Abdullah ibn Anur al Khattab says, okay, whenever we are confronted with any dilemma or a problem or anything that we need to do, only we pray to Rag'az. We turn to Allah and pray to Rag'az Salah and then we ask of Him, of His help. He said, whenever we are confronted with a dilemma, only we pray to raga'at then ask Allah because Rasulullah has taught us to do this. Then they go out and then they ask the people, could you please help me with this? Do you know this? Because they, Allah is there. And Allah will provide for you the means to find it. Number three, those who find pleasure in things other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have you ever been in a position whereby somebody is playing Quran or putting some madih or they can say, brother, please, we need to talk. So put it down. And making excuse, well, if the Quran is recited, if we talk, it's haram. So better close it and we talk is better. What the talk is about? Gossiping, bad biting, chit-chatting. Nothing. Or suddenly, for example, you're sitting wasting your time listening to songs, if you listen to Madonna, uh, Michael Jackson, yeah, they're, they're musicians, okay, fine. Will you get good deeds? You listen to an album, one of those huge stars, how many good deeds will you get? But if you listen to the Quran, for every letter, you get 10 good deeds. And if Allah willed it, it will be multiplied by 700. And for those whom Allah loves, without count. بغير hisa there is no way written that when you listen to gossip, chit-chat, or when you are just doing a talk, you get reward for it. Never. And on the other hand, my brothers, and be very careful, a lot of people say, well, I'm too busy working, and my work is worship anyway. But remember, while you are working, if you are cheating, if you are lying, if you are deceiving, if you are gossiping, if you are backbiting, if you are doing anything that is again, is the teaching of Allah, what kind of worship is that? Your work only becomes worship. Okay? It is in the end of it when you end by working by yourself to help yourself and help others. When, while you are working, you are in the boundary of that which is lawful, not the unlawful. When you are keeping yourself from the haram. When you are reminding others of doing the job for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then it becomes the right thing. Don't Think of anything that will distance you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if you do then you will be dead like those who are dead. There are three areas within yourself you need to keep them alive. You're conscious if it is dead then you will be depressed. How do you know you're, you're consciously alive inside? It's when you feel the feeling of others. مثل المؤمنين في تودهم كمثل الجسد الواحد. مثل okay. المؤمنين في تودهم كمثل الجسد الواحد. The example of those who believe in Allah is like the one body. If one part of the body is sick, the whole body will be feverish. You see people suffering, you feel the suffering. There is an earthquake somewhere in the world, people suffering, you suffer. There are people dying in a bus, you suffer. Not, you see people dying, say, oh, thank God, they're dead. No. You don't have any conscience inside. It doesn't matter who this person is. Allah said in the Quran, and the one who kills one soul as if he has killed the whole of humanity. And the one who will allow one soul to live as if he has given life to the whole of humanity. That is where the conscious can be measured. If you are alive conscious wise then you feel the feeling for others when you see a picture of somebody suffering you feel the pain that's the idea also you need to think about yourself as somebody whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him a source whereby mercy can come out this is another way whereby you try to give from what you have, even if you need it, to those who want it more than you. If I'm making it clear. okay, The source of mercy within yourself is that you have something for yourself. I have this drink for myself. But I see somebody there who is more deserving of drinking this drink than myself because they are weaker than me, because they don't have a chance to get this drink. If I travel another mile because I'm strong, I can get it. They give it to them. The people of Medina, who were weaker and poorer perhaps, when the people of Makkah came to them in migration, they gave them what they love for themselves and they most deserve it for themselves because they think they are more deserving than themselves. So they gave it to them. They shared everything. Their wealth, their homes, everything they have, they gave it to them first. None of you will become a true believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Not your brother in blood, not your brother, okay? In Iman and faith, Christian or Jews, whatever. Not your brother in Islam. But your brother in humanity. That's the largest one you should think about. Seriously, this is very important. How can we then remove depression? If I'm already some of you said to me, I'm really depressed. I don't know what to do. Okay? Okay. Number one, you need to enjoy being with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can you enjoy being with Allah? How can I enjoy being with Allah? It's by putting myself in a position of listening to His word. Listen to a lot of Quran. Always put the Quran. Put it on and sleep at night. Leave it on. Even very low. Just keep it on. Many people, when the Quran is on, they want to put it off. That means something is wrong inside. Keep it on. The Prophet when he used to listen to somebody who read the Quran, they would go and listen. Even in Mecca, when the Quran was recited secretly in Darul Arqam, the, the abode or the home of Arqam, okay? Abu Jahl and Abu Sufyan used to go quietly, secretly to listen to it. And when Abu Jahl caught Abu Sufyan listening, he said, why are you listening to it? He said, what brings you here to it? He said, it's nice. It's different than anything else. They used to enjoy listening to it, but they didn't want to believe in it because it will deprive them of the position they are in. They want to own. They want to control. They want to slave. They want to be the masters. They don't want to give freedom. They don't want to share responsibility and politics, whatever. No, just like what happened to those dictators in the Middle East. Whether it's Ali Alidan al-Abdin or Khazafi or whoever it is, Husni Mubarak or even Al-Assad now, everybody says, I am the best person for you. I have given you everything. What do you want? If only the people could say to him, You killed us, you put us in prison, you tortured us, you made us go hungry, you stole all our wealth, you abused our. This is what they did. Nothing else. So we need to be careful. It's number one, enjoy the pleasure. Or being with Allah by listening to His word. Number two, by a lot of zikr. Yes, we're carrying our bead, but even if the bead is not there, we should always. إل and the best of la ilaha illallah. The best I brought on the Prophet before me is la ilaha illallah. Keep it in your tongue. It is very sweet word to say. إل الله, إل in fact, la ilaha illallah cleans the evil soul. Okay. Kalimatul taqwa. Allah called it the word of piety. Kalimatul taqwa. Kalimatul tawhid. The world of, of oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the real dhikr if we want to be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we have made it the word of the companions. Because they deserved it. And they were the people of la ilaha illallah. May Allah make us from them. Number three, by showing mercy. Always be in a position to show mercy. When you find yourself in a position to do something wrong to somebody, then pull away. Show mercy is better. Okay? By being gentle and lenient. Don't be harsh. Don't shout. Don't scream. Don't push. Don't shove. Don't kick. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about Hajj, no argument when you are doing Hajj. Allah is trying to teach us while we are performing Hajj. You are meeting all these different people from all over the world with different cultures different language different colors but don't fight them don't argue with them treat them okay with gentleness and kindness number five by avoiding all haram taqwa avoiding the haram and the forbidden be careful number six by reciting quran yourself the professor says if you recite surat yasin in the morning all your day you'll be happy if you recite it in the night, all your night you are happy. How can somebody who is happy be depressed? So Yasin, Limakuri'at lahu. Yasin is for whatever you read it for. Read it so Allah will remove any depression from you. Okay? And the last one, okay, with dua. By making dua. And the best dua, is the dua of removing depression. Allahumma inni minal wal hazan. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from depression and sadness. Many people are sad, but worse than them, those who are depressed. And I seek refuge in you from inability and laziness. Many people are lazy, but worse than them, those who are unable to do. Very sad, you are not lazy. You want to do something, but you can't. You are unable to do it, just like imagine a man young, strong, get married, take his wife for the honeymoon, and his wife is there for him, and they say, I can't. What's wrong with you? I'm unable. Terrible. What she's going to do? She's just going to close her room and cry. What kind of man i marry married? If he can't. Seriously. This is one, one, and this is, in fact, a lot of people go to the doctor for this, and get medicine and things like that. But there are other inabilities. You want to pray, but you can't pray. I know a lot of people who come to me and say, I want to pray, but I can't. I'm a, I find it difficult. I want to fast, but I can't. They want to do good, but I can't. This is an illness. You need to be very careful and ask Allah. Okay. And I think Rafi you knew, from cowardness and greed. To be greedy is terrible. Allah is, Allah is the most generous of the generous people and Muhammad was the most generous and most generous in Ramadan in the seerah, he was like the fast wind in Ramadan rushing helping everybody giving if you ever find yourself giving all the time and you think oh I'm generous you are never gonna be like Muhammad never the most generous man ever and his generosity was seen one day when he was sitting after Fajr when he used to say to his companion after Fajr until he should sit and remember Allah. And he would read with them. And suddenly he said the salamu alaykum rushed over their necks. He used to say to them don't rush over the necks of people. But he did it. They were wondering why did he do that? And then he came back smiling sat down. After he finished they asked him why. He said I remembered a piece of gold somebody gave to me last night and I put it to give it to somebody else. We did not use it. That means we don't need it. And therefore I was wondering, maybe somebody outside needs it more than us. So I rushed to give it. He took it and gave it. That is Rasulullah That's the Prophet of Mercy. That is Muhammad ibn Abdullah alayhi Okay, So that is what you need to think. Okay? He was a generous man. So you need to seek refuge in Allah if you find yourself unable to give. But worse than that, he's been a coward. A lot of people are cowards. And we you a believer is courageous. A shaja'a means sifat al-mu'mineen. Courage is a sign of a believer. You know, because we are already frightened from Allah. Today we have got a lot of people, I'm frightened from height. Come on, man. <laughs> How could you be frightened? I'm frightened from spiders. <laughs> and in the Western world here, they're making a science, giving it names. And everyone's saying, oh, I'm frightened. Frightened from what? It really annoys me when I see our children who are coming from the Caribbean or Africa or Asia, living in this country, when they see a fly, they run away from it. And I find an English boy who never saw creatures. He finds a snake, he wants to touch it. He will touch the horse or touch a dog. Our children run away from it. How come? We shouldn't be frightened from creatures. Because at the end of the day, Allah created them for us. We should control them. We should be able to handle them. You see, whether it's scorpion or snake, yes, they might be dangerous, but you should learn how to handle those things. This is what Islam taught us. And I seek refuge in you, O oh Allah, from being unable to pay my debt and the oppression of men. To be oppressed by other men, maybe your employer is bullying you. Maybe in the college or the university, maybe somebody is racist against you calling you nicknames and doing all those things, annoying you. And you can't do anything about it. You're worried to lose your job. You're worried to lose the place where you are living. Whatever. We think it is so bad. Too many people are fighting okay, to remove oppression from the world. But subhanallah, it's not the worst thing. Being unable to pay your debt is the worst thing. Because when you are indebted to somebody, you can't look at them in the eye. When, you, when somebody is oppressing you, you haven't done anything wrong to them. You're okay. He's doing the wrong. But when you borrow money from somebody, or borrow anything, and you cannot return it, you can't look them in the eye. So the Prophet put it in this hierarchy. The lowest of that which should concern us, okay, is oppression. Today in the world we live in, there are organizations which are dealing with oppression. They are there to defend you. And lawyers taking your money because somebody is racist against you, whatever. All this rubbish. And neglecting the worst disease, which is number one from the eight diseases the Prophet mentioned in this hadith, which is depression. The Prophet ﷺ said, whosoever recite this dua three times in the morning and three times in the evening, this is his prescription. For this spiritual disease, it will never come to him. Ask yourself, do I read this dua? And if you really find yourself depressed sometimes, have you ever looked for the medicine for it? These things will help you. Try to enjoy the pleasure of Allah by listening to the Quran. Try to do a lot of dhikr, especially the one the Prophet taught us to do. Try to be merciful, be lenient and gentle, avoid all the haram and the dislike, recite a lot of Quran, and make a lot of du'a, and the most important du'a Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazan wa'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasal wa'udhu bika min al-jubni wal-bukhli wa'udhu bika min qalabat al-dayni wa-gahra al-rijal Three times. Everybody should memorize it, should read it. And really take it serious. To me, it's one of the most important du'as. It's a prescription for life. You must do it. All this azkar the Prophet taught us to do after salah, in the morning and in the evening, if the prophet said, "Do it," or he did it himself, we should never leave. Why? Because in it there is the medicine. He, صلى وسلم, said, "من قرأ على حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم في يومه مئة مرة سد عنه تسعة وتسعين بابا." Okay, من أبواب. Okay, الامتحان أو Illa إلا بابا واحدا باب الموت. Whosoever recite لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم No power nor will only by Allah Almighty the most exalted. The meaning of that dua. If you recite this 100 times in your day Allah will close 99 doors through which Allah can test you in that day. Only one door will be opened. The 100. Which one Ya Rasulullah? Sallallahu The door of death. When death comes, it comes. We are not prophets. Prophets When their time comes to die, Israel come and knock and ask them, Can I come in? Yes. You know who I am? Yes, I know who you are. Israel, what do you want? I want to take your soul. Uh, Am I permitted? It happened to Musa, it happened to all of them. They give them Muhammad, you uh, Jibril asked Muhammad, Israel is waiting outside. He doesn't want to ask. Can you allow him, please? Give him permission. Israel couldn't say to Muhammad can I come and take your soul? He didn't. He felt, no, I'm not doing that. Look at the humility of an angel who's absolutely high in his maqab, standing outside, could not even come in. And Jibreel, alayhi when he told Muhammad he said, let him come in. Welcome. Subhanallah. And if you read the seerah and you read that moment of the death of Rasulullah Sallallahu where Aisha was holding him, okay? When Fatima was sitting and wiping his forehead and he was sweating buckets of sweat. And Fatima was crying. You feel, subhanAllah, the feeling of that moment. But he was willing to go to meet his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired Sayyidina Dawud alayhi salam. These words. Sayyidina Dawud alayhi salam received these words from Allah. Allah said to him, Allah. an Oh daud whosoever knows me properly is the one who wants me and always seeks me. So if someone says, I know Allah, but he never seeks Allah, he never wants Allah, he is a liar. How do we know? Because the one who wants Allah and the one who seeks Allah He's always in the mention of Allah and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَجَدَنِي And whosoever seeks me will definitely find me. حَبِيبًا سوى. And whosoever finds me will never choose a partner to be his beloved beside me. He will always be inside of Allah. One of the most beautiful poems written by one of the greatest scholars is that like Questions he asks. He says, I am surprised to the one who says, I mentioned or I remembered my Lord. I'm surprised. Somebody says, I remembered my Lord. Look at his answer. And do I forget to remember that one whom I forgot? How can I forget Allah? My life is through him. If I forget him, he forgets me. Think about it. And then he says, أَمُوتُ إِذَا ذَكَرْتُكَ ثُمَّ أَحْيَا أَمُوتُ إِذَا ذَكَرْتُكَ ثُمَّ أَحْيَا Oh Allah, when I mention you, I die. Because when you love someone, you couldn't even utter the name. Your heart is trembling. Okay, you're either full of tears. Your tongue is unable to utter the word. You see? But then he said, I become alive because you come within me. And without that link okay, of real life from you, I would never be alive. What is the name of Allah that keeps us alive? Allah. Al Allah is the living. And without that, We are not alive. We are sitting here now talking to one another. But this is an illusion. This is an illusion. When we leave here and we go to our bed and we sleep, if we are awake, then we are in the real world. If we are awake. And we can only be awake there if we are alive inside, because the Spirit then takes over. بالمنا وَأَمُوتُ شَوْقًا بالمنا وَأَمُوتُ شَوْقًا I live because I am always hoping and wanting to be with Allah subhanahu wa I am seeking him, I am wanting him. But my desire, my ultimate desire of being with him always kill me within. I find it hard living in a distance whereby I cannot see his face subhanahu wa فَكَمْ أحيا. How many times, O oh Allah, I live because I know and I'm aware you are here with me. And how many times I die because of just mentioning you. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. hubba ka'san ba'da hubba ka'san ba'da I drank love a goblet after a goblet or a cup after a cup. Meaning, my love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always allowed me to remember him as much as I can. This is the drink of the believer. It's the remembrance. When the poets in Arabic, they talk about Allah and drinking and goblets. They're not talking about alcohol. They're talking about love. Through dhikr. Okay? فَمَا الشَّرَابُ وَمَا Although I am remembering you all the time, O Allah, through your permission and you have given me that, neither the drink has diminished nor I am quashed from my thirst. I'm still thirsty. I want more. Because really, when you do zikr, you want more. You want more. You can never stop. You do a hundred, you want two hundred. Th- Some people say, well, I'm doing a lot. How much do you do? I'm doing a thousand. Wow. Allahu Akbar. Is that enough? I asked my sheikh once. I said to him, it is said in the morning, mention, la ilaha illallah, three thousand. Minimum. For a beginner but for a person who knows who allah is should never stop until he found the sweetness of la ilaha illallah i wanted to know what's the sweetness of la ilaha illallah what i, read, I mean, remember that has been said to me the sweetness of la ilaha illallah, when you find it like when you are eating something beautiful and you are enjoying it you're not gonna stop is there anymore you want the whole pot to be poured in your plate to and eat it w- all and still you're hungry because it's so enjoyable, you will never be able to stop. That's the sweetness. But if you are hoping what how many left oh Allah let me just finish. <laughs> then something is wrong. Okay? We need to think carefully. Allah said in the Quran, And whosoever fear Allah, Allah will always find a way out for them. Allah this is One of the most beautiful verses of the Quran. If you fear Allah, Allah will always give you a path. A story that always comes to my mind is of the man who was so handsome, so rich, so pious, living in the middle of Cairo. And Cairo was the Paris of the early generation of Muslims when they came from Mecca and Medina. Full of life and dunya and this man was living in the middle of it and this woman wanted him. She did everything and she was also rich. But the man didn't want her because the man wants only Allah. So she decided to get her way with him. And she promised she must get him to sleep with her. So she managed to get into the house. And he said to her, I seek refuge in Allah. You should not be here because I'm a man alone. And we should not be together. If there is somebody else, here, yes, you can't talk to me. Leave it. And we, she locked the door and she said to him, how are you going to save yourself from me? What do you mean? Either you do what I want, sleep with me, or I'm going to scream and put you to shame You say that you attacked me. I'm going to rip my clothes. He realized he had been cornered. What can he do? He didn't act foolish, shout at her, try to push her or do anything. He said to her, is this just what you want? Subhanallah. That's fine. Can you just permit me one thing? What do you want? I just make wudu, pray to ragaz so that we can be together. All the oh, fine, do. He made wudu, put the prayer mat, and said Allahu Akbar. And while he's praying, he says to Allah, you said, Oh Allah, I am fearing you from the position that I am in now. That if you do not save me, I'm going to be doing that which will make you unhappy with me. And I would not like to be in that position. Oh Allah, find me a way out. By Allah Almighty God, the narrator of this story said, the Sheikh was praying, so staircase from the wall. The woman couldn't see. it. He just went out, and once he came out, the wall just closed, and the woman looked, he's not there. When she looked from the window, he's outside in the street. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. That is. And therefore, whenever you find yourself in a position like this, don't say to me, well, if I did not pay him a little bit of bakshish or rashwa, I wouldn't have got my way. No way. No way. When he says, pay me, I said to him, give me two minutes. I'll go and pray to Raka'ad. Yes, follow the example of Abdullah ibn Umar al-Khattab. said, never, never do the haram. Never. Somebody rang me and asked me a question, said to me, a man who saw it is willing to pay me $50,000 if I can show the exam to his son. And he doesn't want his son to fail. And I, he can give me anything I want. What do you think? I said, no. Not in this country, in another country. I said, no. Brother, you will never do that. Man ghasha, laysa minna. Man ghasha, laysa minna. Whoever cheats is not one of us. Ghashana, laysa minna. And whoever cheats us, we the Muslim. He is not one of us. A Muslim never cheat a Muslim, but a Muslim never cheat anybody. Leave alone a Muslim. This is what Rasulullah said. Okay? And Allah will provide for you from that place which you had never contemplated or thought about. It will just come. Allah will give it to you like that. This is what Allah wants us to think about. All the time. Be with me, I will be with you. Do for me, I will do for you. Remember me, I will remember you. Keep away from that which will make me angry with you. And you will always be in my company and I'll be happy with you. This is Islam. This is religion. It's by being a human being who will be always standing to do that which will benefit not just yourself but humanity. If I see somebody who is saying I am saving the whale in the ocean or I am saving a tree in the jungle or I am giving shoes to people who are walking barefooted or putting clothes on those who are okay, clothesless or feeding somebody who is hungry or giving medicine to somebody who is sick I am with that person because this is humanity being someone who is always remembering there is a duty and responsibility on this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to finish with إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لذكرى. In this, there is a reminder. In this, there is a reminder. And Allah says, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ تَنْفُعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ O oh, Muhammad remind for indeed the reminder will benefit the believers. Remind for indeed the reminder will benefit the believers. What we say is to remind. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ تَنْفُعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind for indeed the reminder will benefit those who believe. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرٌ Oh Muhammad Sallam remind when you are reminding for you are only giving this reminder to them as a reminder nothing else for you have no power over them no compulsion like rapid we don't compel. you just give it and the people have to think about it because you need to want it yourself if Allah wants us all to be believers or doing the right thing, we will all do be doing it. But Allah doesn't want that. Allah wants people to choose. To be faithful is by choice, not by compulsion. This is the idea to think about. Okay? In فِي ذَلِكَ Indeed in this, there is a reminder. To whom? Liman kana lahu qalb. To the one who have a heart. When you leave me tonight or this morning, inshallah, ask yourself, do I have a heart? A spiritual heart. Of course, we all have blood heart. Mudra. which is pumping blood. We're not talking about this, we're talking of the heart where there is a conscience, Of the heart where there is a home for mercy. Of the heart where it can be the throne of Allah. Allah says, there is nothing that I have created. Even the heavens and the earth that can okay, keep me. But, or however, the heart of my believing subject contain me. Nothing can contain Allah. Only the heart. Don't think about it physically. Because it's a spiritual matter. Allah cannot be contained. But what Allah means, that heart will be with me. And that heart will function through me. When that heart wants, I want. When I want, the heart wants. It is for Allah and Allah is for it. Think about it like that. إِلَيْهِ بالنوافل حَتَّى أُحِبُّهُ My servant will accomplish every fard and every sunnah. And then he will do a lot as optional in his free time. Until the time will come when I love him, when I love him, I become his hearing. His eyesight, his hand, his leg that he woke upon. And when he seeks for me i will give him when he asks me i will fulfill for him when he seeks refuge in me he will find me a home of refuge for him allah will never let you down or allah i seek refuge in you becomes proper people say i read but nothing happened but you are dead how could anything happen you have a, a torch and you keep opening it and there is no light you say excuse me sheikh there is batteries inside and this torch everything is there did you test the better? Maybe they are dead. Is your heart dead or alive? Think about it like that. Okay? If your heart is not listening, you don't have a heart, then did you listen? They said, We listen, O Musa. But they listen not. Don't say, I listen. Did you hear anything? Did you comprehend anything? The companion of the Prophet Allah, praised them because they listened and they heard. Waqalu They said we listened and we are going to be obedient to what we have heard. Because if you didn't hear, how could you be obedient to what you have heard? You need to know what you have heard, to be obedient to it. Al Qasama. And he the witness to what is being said. You can never be a witness unless you know what is being said. Or you have to not take Taken place. If you didn't see or you didn't hear, then you cannot be a witness. You can't say to the judge, I'm a witness. What did you see? I didn't see anything. How could you be a witness then? Well, I think. Either you seen it or heard it. Then you can tell us your part of the story. Then we can take it either for or against. But other than that, no. So may Allah make this a reminder of benefit to me and to you and may Allah open our hearts to be hearts heart that will receive the message and be able to comprehend it and that we will always act upon it and that we will leave this morning inshallah, the masjid and that inshallah we will ask Allah to remove the depression from all those who are depressed. O oh Allah, your servants who are trying their best to be close to you, maybe they are depressed. For one reason or another? Remove all the obstacles from their path and allow them to be free from depression so that they can remember you properly. al al-Rajim. Our brother Abdullah Abdu. Today he had the Khatam of Qur'an because he alhamdulillah been healed from his heart problems and he at home he invited me but I couldn't go. We read Swat al three times and we asked Allah to write it because they were doing khatam of Qur'an. He the man who's always Reading the Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit him from the Quran. He recited. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qul huwa Allahu ahad. الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد الله له بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يقول هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد يا واحد يا احد يا فرد يا صمد يا من لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد او ثم قرانا ونور ما تلوناه هديت وصلت بعد القبول منك الى روح النبي الحبيب محمد المصطفى صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم وروح اخوانه من الانبياء والمرسلين وملائكه مقربين عالين عباد الله الصالحين 33 خاصه الاولياء برحمتك يا رب الرحمن وروح عبد الله عبد يا كريم اللهم رب شفه وعافه ورفع ما به وحفظ وزوجه أولاده واستر مستك جميل ولا أروح أبائنا ومهاتنا وإخواننا وأخواتنا أعمامنا وعماتنا خلاننا وخلاتنا أجدنا وجداتنا ذو القرابة علنا وذو الحقوق يا رب العالمين وكل من له حق علينا من المسلمين وغير المسلمين اغفر لهم وارحمهم برحمةك يا رحم الرحمن شيخ ناظم ما الله جيبهم شفاءا عافيا أندرسهم إن الله في هاي place and all the مشايخ that we know or we don't know may Allah give them tawfiq and success for dunya and akhirah our people in Syria may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfill for them the removal of the obstacle of their life being distance from that which is true Allahumma ya rabbi aidil mu'minin fi Syria وفي كل بلد فيها الطهاد المسلمين اللهم يا ربي أذل عنهم كل سوء وإن فتنة ومحنة وبلية. اللهم يا رب استرهم اللهم يا رب احفظهم اللهم يا ربي وأيتهم وكلهم واتكون عليهم برحمةك يا أرحم الراحمين يا رب معشمة للمسلمين يا رب وح المسلمين يا رب ألب بين قلوبهم اللهم يا ربي بين قلوبهم اللهم يا رب ألب بين قلوبهم هذا جمع مبارك مرحومة والله ميك Oh Allah, allow us to leave this gathering with mercy in our heart. Oh Allah, allow us to have success in every endeavor we go through. Oh Allah, heal us in our hearts and remove all the ills. Allow us to be among those who will always remember you by your permission. Allow us from those to be always listening to the Quran and enjoy it and find pleasure in listening to it. O oh Allah, allow us to always be obedient to you by doing that which will please you. And keep us away from the haram and the people of haram and from the shayateen of the human and the jinn. And protect us from every evil. Oh Allah, if we seek refuge in you from depression and sadness, and from inability and laziness, and from cowardness and being greedy, Ya Rabbah Alameen, and from not being able to pay our debt, Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, and from oppression of other men to Asia not here with us tonight. May Allah bless <laughs> him wherever he is. He's always remembering all of you and praying for you. Whenever he comes to me, he remembers your name and pray for you. May Allah bless him. May Allah guard him. May Allah strengthen him. May Allah give him long life with obedience. May Allah bless her wherever she might be in paradise. And all the brothers who used to be with us and who passed away, may Allah forgive their sins and raise them into the highest, loftiest place in paradise. I pray for all the people who are buried in Al-Ma'la in Mecca, especially al-Kubra, the awliya I pray for all those who are buried in al Baqi' in Medina al-Munawara, especially the four greatest men who are buried there, Hamza Al abbas برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين محمد الباغر وجعفر الصادق يا رب العالمين اغفر لهم وارحمهم ومدنا مددهم وأرواحهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وللصحابه الكرام المكرمين عبد الله بن عباس وعبد الله بن عمر بن خطاب وعبد الله بن مزعود وعبد الله بن عمرو بن العاص الله ما بحقهم لديك ومكانتهم عندك يا رب العالمين إلا ما غفرت لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبتنا على الحق والدين وبعائشة دوج النبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حافظتنا بحفظك يا حافظ يا ساتار يا مقيت صلّي وسلم على النبي الأمين والي وصحابي الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين يا كان عبد يا كان هيدين الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين عمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين. we pray. من الليلة الأولى كما ال اليوم اليوم في 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 صفر اليوم واحد وعشرين okay Friday, yesterday was uh, the 20th, Saturday was 21st, this is today 22nd of صفر. so so Sunday next coming Sunday is going to be 29th of صفر. so either Sunday night okay, and I think we should start Sunday night, unless otherwise, on Monday not this, <coughs> this coming Sunday, which is going to be the, uh, the 22nd? I think 22nd yes. of January. So 22nd of January, Sunday, we will meet here and we begin our usual recitation of the Sira of the Prophet Every night, we read yeah, the Sira. What time is Isha in the mosque? Anybody knows Isha in the mosque? What time? 6.45. Huh? 645. 6.45 in the mosque, yeah. OK? Because people go to work and everything. If we, we don't want to stay late, so if we can come, those want to come pray, they can pray and wait. But if you can come here, is half past seven all right? Mm -hmm. Or too early? Mustafa, Mm -hmm. half past seven better? Better delaying it. So if you can come half past seven, so inshallah, maximum by nine o'clock, people can leave and go to, because we are working. So inshallah, 22nd, we'll start our Mawlid. Yes? Yes, absolutely this coming Wednesday may Allah bless you he is always Dr. Khalid remember saying this Wednesday is not reported from the Prophet nor one of companions one of the righteous awliya said in a vision he has seen that in the last Wednesday of Safar, the month of Safar, which is coming Wednesday all the tests that Allah is bringing to the world that we live in the earth for the human being will come in that day And he says what he has seen, the greatest man, what we call the the supreme wali who lives in Mecca, will leave the earth's atmosphere and he will carry it as much as he can and he will come down. The two men who are with him in Hijaz, mainly living in Mecca, they will go up and carry after him whatever remains, as much as they can, they come down. Then the four, who are in the four corners of the earth, they will go up and carry some of their share. They come down. Then the seven who live in the valley of the Nile, they will go up and carry their share and come down. Then the 40th, or the forty Abdal of Sham, they will go up and carry. Then the last, who, whom their job is to carry the Bala, but they couldn't do it themselves. So the bigger men go first, the one, the two, the... Four, the seven, okay, and the 40 will do this job, then the 70. Malamatiya, they call them. Okay, they will go up there and then they will carry as much as they can. What will remain, only very little, then it falls on us. Some will have a crash in their business, some will have a fight with their wife and they get divorced, some of their children will go this way or that way, some their a uh, car will have a crash, some, whatever, will be diagnosed with this, with that, the test will come. The bala. So he says, on the last one is day, he asked them, what can we do to reduce, how can we be among those who can carry some of the burden? He said, before you pray your offering in that day, okay, you pray for rak'ahs Okay. In every raga, you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, and 17 times, in the الْكَوْثَرِ in the shortest surah in the Quran, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. repeat it 17 times. Fatiha, then 17 times, Allah Akbar. Sami Allah Muhammad, Sujood, then again. Fatiha, in أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ 17 times. Then you sit in the middle, like Zuhur, you read the Shahud, then you get up again. You do another two ragaz, same way. So four ragaz, we sitting in the middle. Every fatiha, 17, Inna Then, when you finish it, salamu Then, you read in Natal 17 times again, and then you make sujood. And then, you beg, you cry, whatever you want to do. Yani, humble yourself before Allah. Humble yourself before Allah. Cry, ask, beg. Not just for yourself, because a lot of us are very selfish. <laughs> we only pray for ourselves. The prayer is for those whom you know or you don't know. You need to pray for the ummah. Learn from your Prophet ﷺ, in the day of judgment. The biggest calamity is going to be a qiyamah coming. Okay? But the bigger calamity than that is when qiyamah is already there and then the hellfire is being pulled by 70. Okay? When they are bringing it, then everybody is going to be suffering. But the only man who will stop it, Muhammad. ﷺ, And what he will say I am for it today This is my day What he's going to say Myself, myself, myself My family, my family, my family No, no, no Ummati, ummati, ummati My nation, my nation, my nation Who is Ummat Muhammad Everybody who is living From the time Allah commanded him To give da'wah to Qiyamah Everybody Anybody who is living Is his ummah As long as they believe in Allah Okay, that's his ummah. He will try to save all of them. And then, subhanAllah, he will salvage a lot of the believers because his shafa'ah, his intercession, is for the people who commit the big sins the thieves, the killers, the adulterers, the gamblers, the drunkards. Those are the big ones. And not the people with the small sins. The small sins, half of the Quran will salvage them. If a half of the Quran, Allah will allow him to take 12 people from the people he knows they can take those little ones <laughs> but the big sin is for Muhammad so inshallah uh, that will be, this one is the Imala remind all of us to do it inshallah and please pray for everybody and pray for us with you so that Allah will remove all the difficulties from us Yeah, this is one thing we need to do inshallah Amen.